you know, you know, and I know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we go all in, you know, and I know, they know, they know, and we know, we go all in. Happy Sunday, young half. What What's it do? Good? What's good? What's good, K Dizzle? How you feeling? I'm up. I'm up this. I'm up this weekend, man. You up this weekend? Why yeah, you up man, this I'm weekend? Up. Last weekend I was a little tired, man. I watched the playback, man. I had to come back strong this weekend. So let's go, man. <laughs> they got the whole entourage. To, look at it. Look, he got the desk. He got the mic up. He got the it's all nice, dress right? on the side. It's look nice. at him. What is? Look at him sipping. <laughs> We done came Sipping. up a little bit, man. Got my my representation oh, over drink? here. <laughs> I got some Prosecco, man. Prosecco. You know, trying to be an OG. Look at this guy, man. Look at this guy. Me, I'm you over know. here in the corner here with my video game stuff this on. This is when you got to hit the button to cheer, man, where it could be like, Hit the ah. button to cheer? I don't have a, we don't have a cheer yet button yet, man. We're not, right, well, we not that, that highfalutin. We're that getting there. That was a cheer moment. That was a cheer? Man, I'm still trying to get my life together. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, bro. I see you working. We got I am working. I am working. We're gonna wait this till episode a few more people four, get in the man. Building. While K Dizzle's uh getting everything out there, it's episode four. We appreciate everybody who's uh tuned in so far, who's been rocking with us up to this point. You know, tell your friends and family, man. We're we're an interactive show. Um, obviously, we're all about having fun, you know, great conversation. Um, some great content, so stick with us, man. Yeah, hang out. We do this every Sunday at nine. Um, we talk about real stuff, we talk about a little bit of everything under the sun, only the things that matter. We leave out the crap that don't. We all dressed up, nowhere to go. We're still under COVID 19 restrictions. Um, and um, yeah, we live. That's right. <laughs> by the way, by the way, don't text me, guys, while I'm on while I'm on live. Don't text me. <laughs> If you have things you want to say, <laughs> hit the chat. Don't text me. Don't DM me right now. Hit we're we're having a public conversation, so come on. Don't be scared. Yeah, when it start, when the chat start rolling, I'm gonna I'm open up the chat so it comes on. Shotty's nah. in the building. Shout out to I shot you. One of the homies. One of the homies, man. OG Triple OG. Hey, look. Let's let's get this thing rolling like we always do. We go into quick rounds in sports. I'm. Look, cause half this is your this is your week, bro. My it's your week, week in sports. sports, my world, man. Yeah, one of my it, favorite. Talk about our wizards. <laughs> let's hey, talk about. Half. Let's talk about us, man. Round of applause for the wizards, man. Clap. Round us. of applause uh, for the wizards. For so, those who ain't wizards fans, look, we DC home, born and raised, DMV area. So we're gonna talk about DC DC sports hundred percent. They what you say they won seven of the last eight. Seven of the last eight games have gone to the Washington Wizards. So we'll take that, man. We're in the twelfth place of the Eastern Conference. So you know we're on the we're on the uptick. Obviously, talking about the the West Coast uh, team that everybody loves to talk about, the LA Lakers. They're one game ahead of the Clippers in second place, behind the Utah Jazz. Mm. Mm. Talk about the MVP race. So, in my opinion, LeBron has probably dropped the second place. I hate to admit it. Whoa. I hate Whoa. to admit it. But Embiid's got the 76ers in first place in the Eastern Conference. They're looking good. Embiid's playing strong. I got to say, right now, he's leading that race. Going to be close. What you think? What you I think? love LeBron, but I would love to see somebody else win the MVP. I yeah. would love to see somebody else get their shine. I, I yeah. love him. Without a doubt, he's been dominant, but somebody else need to get this shine too. Shout out to 410 in the building. 410 beard in the building. Look, talk about look, you brought this up to me. Talk about LeBron and his situation, his Twitter situation. Talk about it. Well, well you know, hey, this is where because I've had the, the luxury of, of being in the Jordan era and the LeBron era, right? Okay. And not to not yep. to get way too off off topic here and go into politics, right? And, and start hurting some people's feelings because we're all friends here. We all love each love each other, right? Naturally, but, we'll carry on. Okay. So, <laughs> for some reason, 
my man LeBron cannot live out here. Like people just want LeBron to stay on the basketball court. You can't do anything but dribble. I don't want to hear you talk Shut about up and dribble. any yeah. social issues. And the, the best part about it is he's one of the I, I, I say it every time, more quote unquote clean athletes who stays out of trouble, right? You yep. can probably step out on the political aspect and talk and really get down to it. But to, to answer your question and to talk about it to the chat, we had some hater, the soccer player that came out, Abrahamovich, that has said, you know, needs to, yeah, man, he needs to shut up and dribble. He doesn't need to talk about social issues. And, and shout out to LeBron because he spoke up and said he will not stop saying enough for his people and social injustice. And he will not just stick to basketball. So shout out to LeBron, man. Hey, Blazer Girl 978. Love you, sis. Thanks for coming. We cool. And look, real talk. LeBron has transcended his level of like legendary all-star um, athlete status with the way he's just lived his life as a whole. The man has come, come in, done everything right. He's uh, put money back into the community, created schools. He's been a, a social activist advocate. He's used his platform to spread the knowledge and information without the country, with throughout the country and throughout the world. Um, and it's done the right thing at every single turn. So for another soccer player or any other type of player to come out against him and him using what he has built to bring light to subjects that are necessary, it's just hate. Just and hate, here's the kicker, on the LeBron, wrong level. LeBron, so sharp, not to dive too deep into it, but he pulled his card, the soccer player's card, because he had dove into some politics over the past couple of years. So, And he finished off, uh, LeBron finished off his quote by saying, you know, I do my research, bro. So, right. so, you know, he's not just out here being the best basketball player in the world. He's actually, you know, opening up a school, like you said. It's got 300 kids in the school. Um, you know, he's he's got tons of charities. He's actually, you know, foot foot on the ground, leading by example. So shout out to LeBron. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you, man, this is going to be what's going to push him. You know where I'm going with it. Where are you going? It's 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 going to be what pushes him Come probably on, past Michael Jordan, man. Pushing past MJ? Push his legacy. It's going to probably push it past MJ just because of what he's doing now. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Because MJ, you know what they say about MJ and them kids. <laughs> But but I think MJ's one of those guys, one of those guys that did a lot in the background, um, but not as much as like LeBron is. I think LeBron's a different um, no, animal alone itself. Hundred percent, hundred percent different right animal. So shout out to so, LeBron for stepping up and doing what he's supposed to do, um, and setting the example for everybody, bro. So, so talking about not to cut you off, but talking about All Star Weekend that's coming up. Uh, next weekend is one of those. It used to be very interesting. A lot of people used to travel for yeah. All Star Weekend. A lot of hotels. <laughs> ah. A lot. A lot. Of, that's a different topic for a different um, podcast. But but now you know we're gonna have a um, condensed All Star Weekend for the NBA. Um, everything's right. gonna be on Sunday. Uh, I'm still gonna tune in. I love seeing these guys go at it. Should we be having an All Star Weekend? Still, I mean, I don't know. I don't know to what extent the fans are going to be involved. I don't think it's going to be as interactive as before, but I still I'm mm -hmm. looking forward to being able to sit at home and watching, you know, those guys have the three point shootout in the NBA. I mean, I'm sorry, the dunk contest. And then the way they changed the format with the all star game, right. they now have a target score. Right. So you, you're going to have a good game. Like whoever came up with that idea, shout out to uh, what Adam Silver for proving mm -hmm. it. I mean that made the All Star game live last year. Yeah, and look, I, look, I'm excited for it too. I'm excited to see it. I want to see it because the format has changed and it's made it more fun to watch. At the same time, look, NBA can do everything they can to make sure that it's safe within the environment, but you know where it's going down. It's going down in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> in Atlanta, Georgia, shout out to my peeps in Atlanta. Is one of the hottest places where they're having all the parties with no protection, no mask, no six feet, all of that. So this 
they can control what they can control, but they can't control the parties outside of what the NBA is holding. They can't no. control the house parties, the you know the the mansion parties, whatever it is. I think it's just going to be a hotbed of COVID activity. It can start another spike, especially in, for our people, which is which is a bad thing altogether. But I mean, I want to see it. Sounds sounds great. I'm excited for it. I want to see my boy Steph if he does do the three point. Uh, three-point uh, competition, which yeah. who knows will he do? But I think it's just still a bad idea. Same way they're that, trying to they're trying to create a lot of excitement by not really releasing everybody who's participating up to this point. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But I just still think it's it's a rough situation. After, we're not out the woods yet. We're getting close. We're getting vaccines every day, and we still got a long way to go. People gonna do what they're gonna do anyway. I just don't think we should give them an avenue or reason to do the wrong wrong stuff. I don't know. Yeah, well said. Well said. Twelve hey, cents. Shout out! Shout out to John Davenport in the chat. John Davenport is a uh, Spurs Nation. <laughs> Spurs Spurs fan. Spurs Nation. I mean, you know they they had their run. They had their run. <laughs> <laughs> Spurs but, but hey, I'd rather be a Spurs fan than, than probably rock with the Wizards for 20 years. That's shade Watch on that team. You are welcome to the shade on that team because I've been giving them super shade forever. Super shade. Shout out to Mark Nebo for following. Um, yeah, those cover parts going crazy. So let's go into our other quick segment that we started last week, which I think is hugely important. We always say this week in black businesses we always find one company that is local um or not local black business that we we highlight and we celebrate and have from the start charts with yours who is your peoples and who are we talking about today oh uh, today we're gonna definitely put out um some information about kiera monshell kieramonshell.com again that's www.kieramonshell.com next week we'll try to have some graphics up to where you guys what you talking about next week? We'll do that right now. Oh, I just what you talking about? It's 2021. I mean, look at that. Right up your life. I mean, with, with Kiera Monshell, she's going to help you out with everything when it comes to your fashion, your lifestyle, your beauty. Check her out. Again, KieraMonshell.com. She is local. And again, you can uh, find her on all the socials as well at Kiera Monshell. Very Dresses, stylish. Jumps, and Mother's Day is coming up. Jumpsuits. Mother's it's Day like, is coming up. And they and they look affordable. Look at that. Why not, right? Look, I ain't look. All right, that's hot. And get your hair. That's done. hot right there. And get your and get your hair done. Yeah, absolutely. Most, Abs- and tell her and, and and tell her. You know, Marcus sent you. We'll take care of you from the all dressed up podcast. Hey, you know, what we need to start doing. We need to start for all these that we're we're uh, putting up. We need to make sure that um, we get a coupon code if they go there. Oh, they my got show. my cash app. They got my cash app. <laughs> No, we need to get a coupon code. <laughs> well, if you go there, you know how we do. Get the coupon code, say you five percent. Yeah, five percent and a hundred dollars is five dollars. Hey, all from us. We love y'all. All dressed up. ADU podcast. Shout out to him. Mine this week is going to be the homie McCray Multimedia. Okay, your local photographer. He does videography. He does everything you're looking for: headshots, portraits, professional. Or just overall, he does engagement parties. The guy is lit. I've known him for a good long time. He does great work. Um, and he's got reasonable prices. I'm not going to go on it. But um, it's good too. Family man, you see it right there. So your videography, headshots, multimedia, your weddings, your special events, your birthdays, the things that you're looking for, he can handle for you 100%. Again, that's McCrae, M-C-C. R-A-E, multimedia.com, okay? Good people's, good people's minority-owned operators. Celebrate your people. Not only that, uh, invest in your people. So shout-out to uh, McCray Multimedia and shout-out to Kiara Marshall Fashion. Both of them have great websites, which I which I love, uh, and they do good work. So that's this week in black business. And, look, I'm going down the line so we can, so we can make sure we stay on topic because sometimes yeah, we go man. hard in the paint. Yeah, man. Hard to paint in different areas. Right? Okay, Dizzle. All right. So anytime we hold this podcast, we always go down the rabbit hole. Okay. 
in this week's topic, and we in the rabbit hole early. It's, like I said, the 15 mark. mark. Gilgamesh, what is up? Gilgamesh in the building. Appreciate you stopping through, my man. This is our podcast. Well, before, we, so, before we go into the deep dive, you want to talk about COVID parties? COVID parties. And how we were talking oh, about. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. Tell your story, man. Speak your truth, bro. Yeah. Let, let's talk about COVID parties, right? Like, so mm. it's, it's starting to be the time to where certain people have the vaccine, you know, certain people haven't had the vaccine. Do we know what the vaccine is going to ultimately do? We don't. We hope, you know, obviously we're optimistic. But, you know, everybody's obviously get, getting the cabin fever and, and you're getting the time now where you're going to get that text message and that email and you might get an invite to a party and you ask your, you know, your loved ones and your family, is it worth me attending this party? And you might even get an invitation with some rules subject to COVID. You know, obviously bring your mask, um, you know, we're going to operate at this capacity, this and that, this and that. But here's the kicker, though. So I, I go to it. I'm not going to say any names. I go to a, a real good friend of mine's, you know, house and, and it's it's for uh -huh. his birthday and we partying and everything. And, and we get there and everybody's all uptight. We got masks on, you know, and like it's it's COVID. So we're following the right. rules. But so you don't really feel like it's a real kickback function like, you know, how we used to get it in. Right. So I'm asking like the rules like, OK, so like, you know. What about the food? Obviously, you know, people got to move around to make their plates, things of this nature. But not the ram, but what about what happens when you start getting that liquor flowing? When you start yeah. feeling good, when that music is, is cranking, you start to feel good because you're out the house. You know, yeah. it's funny to see a picture of a COVID party in the beginning and right. then take another picture about an hour in. <laughs> and then take another picture about two hours later, your mask probably around your neck because you're drinking. You know, right. and these are the things like I'm I'm laughing, but you really got to be serious and think about. One hundred, one hundred percent. That is the danger. That is the danger of going out and going to these parties during COVID nineteen because <laughs> you go in party. Yeah, that's Al Russell. Nobody listens to Al Russell. Shout out yeah. to Al Russell. Al T Russell in the building. Hey, if you go to these parties and you let your you let your hair down, if you got hair, right? You go there, you get a little lick in your system, then all those precautions go out the window, right? Now everybody's partying, everybody's in each other's face, everybody's dancing, and that's where it gets tricky. You're already in a situation where you know there's a possibility. The problem is most people have not been tested, okay? Most people have not been tested, for one. And two, if they got it, most people don't know if they have it. And three... Most people are around other people, even if even if you're not around a lot of other people. Guarantee as somebody at that party is around a bunch of people that you don't know because you don't know everybody's in that building. Now, unless it's a family event where everybody's been tested or everybody's been uh, in a bunker or been at home and you want to take that risk, that's up to you 100 percent. Either way, if you go to party, you take that risk, but know what you're going into ahead of time. Because you know, and I know, like you just said, you go to a party, and as soon as you get, as soon as you get loose, everything comes off, and all the inhibitions go out the window, and that's how it spreads. And that's the issue that we talked about earlier when we talked about COVID nineteen and um, All Star Weekend, because All Star Weekend no, is All Star right. Weekend. All Star Weekend is All Star Weekend. For the homies who know, we used to go to Miami for All-Star Weekend or used to go to that city for All-Star Weekend. We know what it was and why you went and why you went with the homies. Speaking of Miami, Period. I was looking at Instagram last week. I saw people living it up in Miami. I'm like, where are y'all at? I mean, balling out. <laughs> balling out. Apparently, Miami is, is vaccinated. No. Okay. My uncle has a good good name for my for Florida. <laughs> Every time we talk about Florida, he say, "Ah, Florida, God's waiting room." <laughs> <laughs> Florida is a different place, which is why you can go online and pull up Florida man, and everything you can possibly imagine or not imagine will come up in that feed. Anything you can think of, crazy Florida man has done it. So. Mm, they just different. About Florida, they just super different, man. Shout out to Chris Fels. Thank you for stopping through, man. It's all dressed up podcast. Today we are right about to go into this rabbit hole, bro. Got to go into it. Okay, let's do it. And I heard this um, from a conversation. It was probably on TV. 
but a conversation uh, on TV saying that, you know, we have this um, this normalized culture. You know, when people say we need to normalize that institutional racism was real. We need to normalize um, not being OK. You know, we need to normalize being able to go to therapy. Right. All those things have stigmatism with them. And that's that kind of movement. And the one that I heard that hit me the most is um, we need to normalize failure. Hmm. Right. And and I'm going to say, what's up, Mr. Cole? I'm going to say this and I'm going to give this quick example before we go deeper into it, because I got a lot of gamers that ain't here with me. Hmm. And when I say normalize failure, this is what I mean. Um, so a lot of people play if, for those who don't play game, this game called Apex Legends. It's like Fortnite, but it's a little more adultish. It's a battle royale. It's like Call of Duty Warzone. 60 people, 100 people jump into one map, right? One map, fight it to the end. The top team wins, right? In that game, you're not always going to win. You lose more than you win uh, in those matches, right? I don't care who you are. You could be the top person. You could be an apex predator. You can be the top piece in the league. You're going to lose more matches than you win, right? So we've been able to normalize that type of failure and keep playing and keep working through it. Now, when we don't normalize failure is when we have those peewee football teams or those peewee soccer teams or those peewee baseball teams that those leagues have not only trophies for first, second, and third, but then you got seventh place, eighth place, ninth place, 12th place trophies. Tell me how that makes sense, Kev. No moral victories. <laughs> Don't give my child a thank you for coming here in eighth place trophy because you're setting my child up for failure, and I'm not going to allow it. Um, I'm just being honest. I mean, you know, we got to keep it real. And, and it comes to a point to where, you know, and we talked about this kind of prepping for the show, right? Right. You you start to get almost like a, I have to be given something or, you know, I have to be rewarded for my effort, even if my effort wasn't better than my peers. And unfortunately, in this society, we all know how it goes. And right. even if your effort's better than your peers, you still might not get an opportunity. So what you're talking about is being able to respond from failure, you know, right. and accept failure, you know, is, is, is a little dangerous. But I would say respond and bounce back from failure. You know, what do you do when you're not accepted or when you're told no? You know, like, like you were saying, and I'll let you continue and go deeper. Like a lot of people develop these adults you know, issues and the, in these uh, concerns, because unfortunately they, they were given the eighth place trophy when they mm -hmm. were growing up. And, and I've been heard of this term, like their, their bottoms been powdered. You know, you can't mm -hmm. come out here in today's world, especially now, you know, especially now with, with that type of mentality, you know, we talk about having a sense of entitlement and I'll let you go, you know, deeper because, um, you know, me and you worked in the, in the, industry, in the industry together, excuse me, to where, we got told no all the time, and I'll yes. let you go. And I'll let you talk about that. So let me ask the chat since we got we got plenty of people here. Let me ask the chat, right? Um, here's here's what I'm saying. When we're talking about failure, what's the best? Let me give me a second. Let me what's the best way to put this? All right. Here's the question I have for the chat, right? Type one. What up, Tyrell? Type one. If you think. Um, Eighth place trophies are okay. Type two, if you don't think eighth place trophies are okay. When we talk about little leagues, so we're talking about teams. Type one, if you think eighth place trophies are okay. Type two, if you don't think eighth place trophies are okay. In any type of sports or any type of event. Do you believe in moral victories? <laughs> right, I mean, that's that, that what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gilgamesh says two sprinkles are for winners. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie That's says two. What a big sis. Donnie says two. Come on. Type one if you think eighth place trophies are okay. Type two if you think um, they're not okay. I, I see. That's what I'm talking about. 
Gilgamesh 2007, there's no such thing as a moral victory. I totally agree. And see, here's what I'm getting at when we say, here's here's what we're getting at when we say that, right? Because if you don't know how to accept the failure or you don't know how to accept the loss, a lot of compound issues begin to grow. Okay, there they go. Most more victories are won with the physical victory and then the morale comes after. Here's what you have. If you don't know how to deal with failure, if you don't know how to deal with loss, this is what happens. These things all come into, come into fruition. Depression, anxiety, um, uh, uh, you, get, uh, you, get, you, get, you get stagnant. You don't know. You, you kind of lose a sense of how to grow. If you don't accept subconscious, you get self-conscious. Sub, yes, uh, yeah, you get subconscious self-esteem. That's what we're talking about. So a lot of the kids, older and younger, because they haven't dealt with that failure. You know, two is not a winner. <laughs> Three is no one remember. <laughs> Number oh one. Oh my God! Only Al tonight. Russell would would only Al Russell would quote the artist MC Nelly. I don't know any. I don't even know when he said that, Al. You must have all his albums. Al <laughs> has. He, Al's got that old CD book that we used to have in the car, that leather back joint that you zip up and you got the sleeves inside it. And he got like the top 40 hits from like 1993, <laughs> yeah, the 94. Top, the top yeah. Nelly hits from the album. Look, look at that no, comment though, real quick though. Real quick. Go ahead. You know, we ain't even got to go into the victim side. It creates people with a sense of entitlement. That's deep. That is deep. It does create a sense of entitlement, but more so than anything, it creates the bat, the batter, the worst half. The victim, what is the victim, the victim side? You know, it's the issues of, of the, um, the self esteem, which our kids, because of how how society is set up with social media, is everything. If they don't feel like they have the right clothes or they have the right, you know, the right amount of friends. Or they're not seeing a certain light; they see it as a failure, and that causes big issues, self-esteem issues, and that grows with them because their inability to grow beyond that, and that's dealing with that's perceived failure from peer pressure. So, we talk about normalizing failure. We're talking about being okay with learning how to grow from your mistakes. But it's also levels to it, too, K-Dozy. You know, you're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, from childhood, you're talking about with your siblings, maybe. You're talking about how you're treated in school and how you're made to feel like, you know, you're doing okay when you're probably not. And you just kept, move, you know, getting passed on to the next grade and just getting let go and not getting a proper education. We talk about it in, in sports. We talk about it in, you know, different college programs. Some people get the mm-hmm. right education quote-unquote, the right education. And some people are still paying back for education that they probably didn't, you know, necessarily get the right path to. And it's just levels to it. Then you have to, the, the deeper dive, right, is, mm-hmm. is corporate America. <laughs> because from the moment you got that eighth-place trophy right. to now you're in corporate America, and we're talking about your family's lives are at stake. You know, everybody's depending mm-hmm. on you. And you get told no, or you get told something that might hurt your feelings. And what you gonna do at that point? You know, are you gonna have that sense of entitlement like the chat's talking about? Right. Right. So that that sense of entitlement that people are growing with because they got those eight place trophies causes bigger issues as they get older. Failure builds character a hundred percent. But it's not only not only does failure build character, but how you deal with failure is what what really builds character. And so it's it becomes with teaching on how to deal with it. And that goes with normalizing. And so well, what about what about preparing for failure? Hmm. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people might think that could be a sign of weakness, but you're going to fail. So I think as Part of preparation, I'm not trying to go too deep, is, you know, obviously preparing yourself to accomplish your goals, right? But you also have to prepare your foundation to where if you don't accomplish those goals, it's not Mm -hmm. over. But do you, we're always told to prepare for success. And when failure comes, deal with it, Mm -hmm. right? 
when failure comes, you deal with it. But the part that we miss is understanding how to deal with that failure. Right? <laughs> Stop drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you drinking Stop drinking again? and listen. Stop drinking and listen, Kevin. <laughs> chat. Shout out. Thanks for coming out, right, bro? How do you teach? Um, what's the best avenue to teach children or young adults how to deal with failure? But how even, do you teach? But them even that right? comment. But even K Dizzle, you, you know the comment right there. I never prepared for failure. I just accept it. That's mm -hmm. easy for you to say with all due respect. Yeah. You know, a lot of people can't just accept it. Right. So how so how does that person that made that comment in the chat trans, you know, transpose that to his friends and family and people that are learning from him or her? Is right. Right. The biggest the biggest question is um, how do you make sure you prepare your people, whether whether it be your team, whether it be your kids, um, for for failure and dealing with failure. How do you teach them? Like, okay, so I had a great conversation. I met with all my siblings, you know, the other night, and we talked about how we kind of grew up and how we kind of worked through things. And the and the biggest thing that we came up through that our mother gave us was to not stop until we get the solution. Okay. It wasn't a question of not being able to figure it out. It was just figuring it out and just being okay with if you miss it, okay, how do you get it the next time? So what she really instilled in us is how to get beyond that failure, really how to deal with it and move forward to get to where you want to go. Almost so it was to, always almost how to find a win out of every situation. Exactly. Always how to find it a win out of every situation, which carried us into everything every aspect of life on how we how we dealt with things now keep in mind not everybody gets that not everybody understands that and sometimes when people run into those brick walls you know they lose it you know they can't deal they don't know how to get around it they don't know how to move you know move around those situations so how can we figure out what's a better way for us as a society to normalize failure other than other than using that Eighth place trophy, like we talked about before. I guess, I guess the first part is defining what failure is to you. Mm -hmm. You know, not to take it too deep. You know, because I go, man. You know, <laughs> come on, man. But, but but define what failure is to you, because in order for me to come up with the whole game plan and to prepare and to go in the right direction, right, for success, mm -hmm. what what is failure? You know, is failure accomplishing or or trying to accomplish something and you don't? Is failure, you know, going up the ladder and you're trying to get to this step, but you stop at that step. I mean, in a sense, it goes back on me saying more victories aren't aren't real, but you can win from failure. And that's the thing about it, you know, and, and mm -hmm. I think that's what makes some of the people in the chat so strong about saying it's a product of wisdom. Because mm -hmm. it comes down to you define what failure is to you, right? And then it's okay if if I do fail because this is failure to me. I define failure. What am I going to do now to move forward? Or right. am I going to sit there and be in a funk and continue to be stagnant and unsuccessful for five or six years and look for somebody to pull you out? Or can you be, you know, a person again that can accept the fact that, hey, you know what? I tried. It didn't work out. Let me dust myself off and go back at it. Mm. Because there's a lot of people that are great at what they do. A lot of people will tell you the story, you know, and it took like, like Steve Harvey, for example, you know, he wasn't a comedian that came out when he was 14 years old. Right. You know, that guy tells stories to this day about how he had to hustle to get this ticket to get to that show. I mean, you know, it really comes down to how strong and how much fortitude you have, in my opinion. Right. And you said the main thing that you expected 100%. What is failure to you? That is the biggest thing. What is failure to you? First, you got to figure out what does failure mean to look at, look like to you? And also, what does success look like to you? Because it's all based on the individual on what you think success is. Because your level of success is different from mine. My level of failure is different from yours, 100%. There's, there's so many different ways 
you can kind of push. We can kind of go down the rabbit holes. But the first thing you should always figure out is what your level is and what it looks like to you. That's the only way that you can start to overcome it in that fashion. I agree. But but the other part is normalize. When we talk about normalizing it, you talk about it as a community being okay with not winning every time. And as Ricky Bobby say, you either first or you last, right? That's the kind of culture we live in. Either you're first or you're last. And how do you when you go talk about moving in that type of environment, it just makes it hard for kids. It just makes it hard for kids. You know, like I said, they have everything in front of them. The younger younger generation get all the information from TikTok, from IG, um, and other social media websites that use. And they're shown a certain, they're shown a certain perception. And they feel like if they don't fit that certain perception, they're a failure. Now you talk about social emotions. Um, you talk about, like, again, self-esteem. Um, and you talk about problem-solving issues. So well, let's talk about kids. this, if you don't mind me interjecting. Go ahead. Quick. What about, you know, everybody always setting their standard to someone else? And especially in our community, we, we set a person on a pedestal, right? And we talk right. about sports a lot. It's an easy, it's an easy way to easy. use an analogy. But and, and my and my girl always says this to me because I tend to do it too, right? But we always want to compare. We ah. always and, and I don't want to necessarily go as far as say it's a crab in the bucket mentality. But no, we always yeah. want to compare and we always want to say, okay this or that or, or, or is he better than that but once we see somebody succeeding and and excelling in a certain area you automatically put them up against whoever else did it the predecessor or whoever else is doing it and then it's either this or that person as opposed to us as a community coming together and being able to you know grow and 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 use your strengths and my strengths as opposed to be it's either me or you mm-hmm you know, but you got you talking about the you talking about the Joneses. You talking about the Joneses yeah. debate, keeping up with the Joneses. Um, everybody has their own, like you said, view of success, and the problem comes into play when we start measuring ourselves to other people's success. And unfortunately, people just do that. You know, we just do that from time to time. We look at things and say, "Hey, I'm not where I should be." And, and lose sight in, in the light and the blessing of where they are the, in the now. Right. And that makes it harder for them to get to that level that they're looking for because they're always looking at the person next to them, they're always looking at that grass on the other side. And that goes in so many directions. It does. We can man. talk, we can get so many directions. That, that, that even goes into the last conversation that we had about cheating, right? Always looking at that grass on the other side. And that goes into goes into having that own personal issue of not knowing, not being happy within yourself again. So it it always comes full circle back into being able to say, hey, I'm happy with who I am. I love who I am now. I have to accept who I am now so I can grow to be the better person. And if I'm not able to deal with the things that that may not go my way when I think they should then I'm going to have a hard time, you know, moving into the next level in which I'm supposed to be because I haven't dealt with the things that are in the now. So when you talk about that normalizing failure and being okay with not always being first or losing or understanding that you're going to learn something with what you go through um, before you get to where you want to go. But you also got to be, but you also got to be real with yourself, you know? Yeah. That's what we talking if, about, and if, right? And, and if you and if you say you want to be in a certain position, or you know you define failure to be such, and then you don't obtain what you want to do, again, it's about. And then, and then, like you says, the grass is is green. And it's probably fake. You got to make a decision, like we always say. You yeah. know, you how how many times, K Dizzle, are we gonna grind and grind and grind, and then? It's hard for people to admit it, right? 
because I, I see the comments in the chat saying, you know, you don't necessarily need to, to worry about the competition. But how many people do you think really work with the blinders without really paying attention to the rest of society and, and, and a quote unquote, the competition? The only, the only way you get to that point is through time, through time and wisdom and knowledge. When you get as you get older, you start to you start to not care about those things. So. It's it's difficult when you're younger because you're so headstrong. And like I said, you're always on that comparison track. You're looking at things so that this person has that at this time and that person has this at that time. Right. And it goes back to talking about, you know, it's a marathon, not a race. So um, self-love, self-love, first and foremost, will really help fix a lot of things. And but you brought up a topic, too, before I forget. And I don't mean to cut you off again, but you said something about, about it being generational. Mm -hmm. Sip, sip, sip. You know? So eloquently, I just want to say that. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. No, go ahead. I was just saying you, you were saying it was generational. No, what topic did I bring up? You put your pinky finger up and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Kim says, hi, Marcus. <laughs> hey, Kim, how are you? What's that put topic? Your pinky out. <laughs> you put your pinky in. So what was you? What were you saying? No, I was saying you were talking about it being generational. But at the end of the day, you know, let me let me talk. I, I don't like to come on the podcast and really expose myself and, and put myself out in the deep dive. Expose yourself. I don't know. Expose. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> But I gotta, I gotta admit, like me being in a sales career, right? Let's let's talk about it, because a lot of right. us do the same thing. I think, you know, just like you're going to be a police officer or, you know, a firefighter, and again, not trying to murky the waters. I know they do some serious stuff, but a lot of people' careers can really weigh on you over time, right? Mm -hmm. And in a sales culture, it's always competitive. Right. It's always competitive. So let's talk about your sales professionals that go in and grind every day who don't punch a clock because they know they're going to get paid for their value and their effort. Mm -hmm. And every month you're put out on a sheet of paper or you're put on the chalkboard by saying, hey, <laughs> the comments are lighting up. <laughs> this is where you rank. This is what you did. And this is basically how we value you in the company. And then, right. like, you got to bring that home and then kind of think about it and figure it out to go back in and do it all over again. Mm -hmm. You know, let's talk about that. You know, there's a lot of stresses that you can take in, in, in being in that sales type of environment every day as well. Being in sales was the best and worst thing of my life. It's the best and the worst thing of my life because you learn. I'm going to tell you what it does in sales. Sales helps you or or coerces you into normalizing failure. The biggest thing we we're taught first in sales is how to handle no. The sale right? starts when you get told what? No. Sales starts when you get told no. Right? So as you grow within sales, you always understand the no. You and you always learn how to work around the no, and you don't win until you turn the no into a yes, right? And sometimes it's a good win, sometimes it's not a good win. Gotta but, overcome but, those objections, baby. Gotta overcome objections, have the objection Rolodex, you know what I'm saying? Turn that no into a yes, make a sale, you make you make money. So that that can cause a couple of different things when you're grown up into that culture and you learn that it becomes like you said like we talked about earlier um it becomes an issue being able to turn that off when you leave the job place <laughs> <laughs> now look, look look i say this all the time to my friends right go ahead and go ahead uh k doesn't so, dive into that so if we are if we are conditioned to understand that no doesn't mean no and we're not taking look 
we're talking about a sales aspect. We're not talking about the other sick aspect. Okay, we're talking about the sales aspect. When no means no, um, that's what you're taught. I mean, no means listen to go after the nose till you get a yes. It's hard to take that home, and sometimes that pours over into. So, sorry, home guys, I gotta talk to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Shout out to Chris Dykes. Go ahead, Kato. So I ain't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know how to turn that off. That comes with any job that you do. If you're in if you're a police officer, that was a great example of that. Sometimes when you're off when you're off duty, you don't turn it off. Sometimes when they go home, they don't turn it off because Dang. they don't know it takes time to know how to tune it, turn it on and off in each situation. Even if um Whatever job you're in, if you're in a profession where people talk to you a lot, um, it's hard for you to turn that off and, and not be a listener when you go home because people know that you're easily to talk to. You know who always thought had a tough job? Absorb your time. What? When it came to turning it off and turning it back on, a correctional officer. You go to work officer. and go to jail. You go to work and you go to jail, and then you clock out and go home. Like That's like work release. Yeah. I have no disrespect to the correctional officer. Seriously, mm-hmm. that's that's some tough stuff, man. If you think about it, if you're not if you're not mentally prepared, you're going to go lock in a jail for about ten hours, right? And then come right. home with your kids and your wife, right? And deal with you know? all types of people, and have to change that or turn and turn that off. Same thing. People have an issue. What's what's the biggest thing we should say to, say when salesman saw come in the door? Leave your wallet in the car. It's hard for people to turn off that stuff from home when they go into the workplace. Yeah. Don't carry that baggage to wherever you go. And that yeah. takes time and skills and knowledge and just experience to keep doing that over and over and over again. And so being able to normalize, you know, working both sides of the coin is a hard thing to juggle. But the only way that you get there is by being okay with. Um, being okay with understanding who you are and being able to turn that off and know that, hey, this ain't this ain't the jail. This ain't the CEO. I'm not in my cruiser. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to sell a car or sell a cell phone. I'm not trying to save a life as a doctor. I'm just trying to go home and be with the ones that I love and without treating them like they people at work. And see, like and see a whole nother a whole nother conversation for a whole nother topic is when work becomes your home. <laughs> and, and you know, you talk about bringing work home, but what if all you do is work? And, and you know, it's tougher, man. You know, it's easy to say that, but a lot of people they they're at their job 12 or 14 hours. These people out here on the front line, you know, talking about corona and, and, and the nursing uh business and everybody out here in the emergency rooms and stuff like just imagine like you know working and seeing all those families and going through those experiences like it's some strong-willed and strong-minded people out here and then some people just can't do that it's not for them so i'm gonna post this to the chat okay um from work what is or was your coping mechanism when you went when you got home from work your stress release what was your coping mechanism was it one alcohol two smoking um, three something else. That's One smoking. alcohol, two smoking, three something else. Look at Kid Cabez. Wow. You and we hope know. you weren't smoking weed on the job. It had to be when you were at home. Talk about coping mechanism <laughs> at home. You will never have time to do anything. Have to still have a life. Yeah. All the above. Well, you got different stresses. You got home stresses. You got work stresses. But what what is your coping mechanism? Dang. I'm gonna have said one and two. <laughs> two <laughs> smoking two, three, something else. One, two, or three. Meditation. Something else. Meditation. Meditation is Meditation good. Is good. I tried to meditate at work the other day and I was like, I couldn't do it. Huh? I had to I, I tried to meditate at work. Well, you said all of the above. Good God. Yeah. Number four. <laughs> they need all yoga. of it. Yoga's a good answer. Yoga's a good answer. Yes. It's hard to met you can't it's it's difficult to hookers. Okay. Chris Dykes is on a roll. Chris got Chris would walk around with a pocket full of twenties. 
Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Number three, tandem yoga. Running Run circles. circles. <laughs> Running circles. Oh, my God. But you need a coping mechanism. Some people, it's video games. We on Twitch, so some people's video games. Some people, it's sm drinking, smoking, meditation. Um, and let's talk about that, too, really quick, right? So a lot of people are working from home. Mm -hmm. Trap music. So, and trap music, right? So the normal, you know, times to where you might get a snow day or you might complain being late on traffic and get that extra 15 to 20 minutes of, like, hot water in the shower, you lose that mm -hmm. opportunity, you know. So what about what about you know coping while you're working from home? Let's talk about the people who I would say are blessed right now. But hey, mm -hmm. <laughs> everybody has a different opinion. Now you talk. Now you go into another area. Where where are we in the rabbit hole? We have so many branches right now. We ride. We roll them, man. <laughs> coping. Now you talk about COVID stress. Job. COVID stress. Look, let me tell you something. Therapy is on the rise, okay? Therapy, especially black therapy, do not be afraid to reach out for help because there's so many people out here suffering in silence, okay? If you need help, ask for help. There, Take away the stigmatism. Don't let anybody stop you from seeking the help that you need. Stop Absolutely. thinking that you're weak because you you look for it. Just get it because you need it and you need that outlet. Smoking and drinking, yoga, all that will get you only so far. Talking through your situation and having somebody that's qualified enough or somebody that cares enough to give you good knowledge and information and direction is always the best option. Let me get that PSA out right there right now. Okay. Because suffering, suffering in silence is the worst thing you can do. And a lot of people through this COVID outbreak are suffering in silence. So we need to get therapy to be the number one thing that people need to go search out and seek for 100%. Because, look, my kid's gone crazy. I've gone crazy. Just being in the house with all this craziness, it's, it's something that you can't do by yourself. There's no way, not to say can't, you shouldn't do by yourself. Okay. Well, you, you know, let's do that by yourself. Let's 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 schedule this to uh be a deep dive on another episode because that <laughs> that it's real, you know, and, and yeah. like a lot of people are commenting in the chat, you know, it comes down to how much do you really want to communicate? And and like you said, you know, in, in our community, you don't want to feel weak and, and you don't want to, you know, probably expose any type of weakness because that's something that we were always taught not to do. But like you if said, you, though, man, if, if go ahead. If you have insurance, you get a therapist for six months for free every year. I don't check your insurance. OK, thank you for that. Giggle mesh. Check your insurance and make sure. Don't be afraid to find find that help. If, and if your you job can also offer like EAP in certain um, avenues as well if you're going through something tough. So don't be afraid to reach out to human resources and just see what's out there for you because it's some tough times, like you said. Yeah, even if you don't think you need it, you should go do it anyway. And reason being is because we as humans, especially black people, are so prideful. Are so prideful mm. because we are looked upon as each other, if somebody's going to therapy, they they always think that stigmatism that they're weak and they can't help they can't help themselves. They don't have any control. That is not the case. And this sometimes, life, like you know, it's always good to talk to somebody else. Like I can't always talk yes. to you, Kate Dizzle. I can't yeah. always talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's good to talk to somebody else. You know? It's good to talk to somebody else. I would say talk to somebody that knows what they're talking about, that knows what they're doing, that specializes in that type of care, okay? Because you got to, you have to seek this out. If you want to get out of that rut, social media ain't going to help you. The, there are not enough memes on Facebook or IG that will help you get out of your rut if that's the only thing that you're seeing. They're not enough. They're not enough. And the problem with being in those states is that if you're in those states and you're constantly thinking about that stuff, that's always what you're going to see projected in front of you. So whatever you're thinking about most, that's the thing that's going to be in front of you the most. 
You think about how your bills ain't gonna get paid. Guess what? They ain't gonna get paid. If you're mm. thinking about having, you know, having issues at home, guess what? You're gonna have issues at home. This is how things work. This is how life works. Whatever you think about the most, and anybody can tell you this. Hef, if you ever thought about buying a car, right? You're thinking about that car. You've been looking at it for a while. What do you see on the road more than anything else? That damn car. That damn car. That, that damn car. car. You that see that Ford car Escort that you I go. wanted to buy. I wanted to buy that Ford Escort so bad. That ZX2 that <laughs> ruined your life that you saw for three months in a row. That Ford Escort. So, man, this is what happens. So you got to be able to go out there and look, look for the help that you need. Look for the help that you need. Let me see if I can do it. Let's Half see for me. What? I know. Oh, he ain't in the channel. Bastard. I can't shout him out because he ain't in there. The law of attraction. Thank you, Malika. The law of attraction stands unbeaten. Okay. Shout out who? Who's not in the channel? Oh, you're not on the. I can't shout you out because I'm looking oh. on my Twitter channel. I mean, my Twitch channel. And your face ain't in there, but I see your oh, face there. Got you. You gonna take another sip of your drink with the pinky? Nah, man. Why you? Why you keep messing <laughs> with my pinky, man? We having a good conversation, you know. We great all having a good conversation. Great deep dive, and that's what it's all about. I mean, you know, we we always uh, try to make it a thoughtful conversation. Try and to make like, it a thoughtful conversation. So, yeah. and the last thing, chat, help me out. One, if it, if it was a good good topic. Two, if we could have picked something better. I always like to get them involved. One, if it was a good topic. Two, if we could have picked something better. Or Where's you can always hit us up on our Where's show. Where's Al T. Russell with the, the Nelly reference? Too. Huh? I said they can always hit us up on our socials. Too, yeah. Where's Al T. Russell with the Nelly quote? Al, T. Al Russell is the biggest Nelly fan on the on the on this side of the East Coast. Okay? Because <laughs> I don't know anybody else who can quote Nelly. Okay? <laughs> Something Al better. Russell, hey, hey, but no better. Al Russell is a, is a life of the party. Kevin Howard says something better. He's an ass. Kevin's the <laughs> uncle at the party that be in the back, like, yeah, the chicken was good, but you know what I'm saying? Could have had a little bit, a little, little bit more so. Could have had more paprika on yeah, it. A little hater. Yeah, hate, oh, hater. That's what They ain't had no mumbo sauce. See? <laughs> Think about That's it, though. You say, can, we t- can we talk about something else? Something better. <laughs> <laughs> Plus or minus. Yeah, man. Oh, man. He said Nelly didn't write his rap. (laughs) If Nelly didn't write his shit, then I'm all the way out. (laughs) That's like somebody telling me, Kermit, somebody didn't write a Shanti's old baby like you said a couple weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't write the old baby. She didn't write the old baby. Oh, then that changes everything for me. No. That's that's the only thing she wrote. The whole, half of Ashanti's songs had the one lyric in it, like thirty, like forty five seconds of the two minute songs or the three minute songs was "Oh baby." If, 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 if Nelly didn't Kevin write put his own out there. shit, we love Kevin though. If Nelly didn't write his own shit, who wrote Nelly shit? <laughs> That's a deep dive for another week. That's a deep dive for another week. Matter of fact, who chose the sweatsuit album name? Who bought that? I, I sh- Who bought that? If you put that double disc together, you could have a good intro. <laughs> stop, if you put stop. that sweatsuit album together, you had a good intro. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. All right. We need to cut that out. That Shout out to Nelly. Funny combo. <laughs> nah, no disrespect <laughs> to Nelly, man. If no disrespect to Nelly. We love you, Nelly. He just called the smoke. Free smoke. Free smoke. So... <laughs> On that note, Forte All Love. We look, man. I put up the socials. You can follow us everywhere. Shout out to my Twitch family, my Facebook Live family. Make sure you, the only way we grow, the only way we win is by you guys helping us share everything that we're doing. Share it to all your friends and family. Everywhere that you see us young and have streams, Kate Dizzle DC. We mess around and we end up using our real names from time to time. That's just what it is. We appreciate you stopping through. We do this every Sunday at 9. We go for about an hour. Sometimes we run over. Sometimes we run a little short. Next week, we're probably going to run a little early just because, again, we talked about it before. It's going to be All-Star Weekend. Weekend. All-Star Weekend. 
and the game's going to be on. So we probably do it maybe around seven, I say. But we always try to keep it real, be honest, be transparent. If we got to expose ourselves, we expose ourselves. But more importantly is that you learn something and we all gain something new from the conversation. That's the biggest reason on why we're here. And that's the only way we're going to make it happen. Young Hef. Well, that's a lot to follow, K-Dizzle, but, uh, you know, hit us up on our socials, man. K-Dizzle DC, Young Hef Streams, Hef Streams. Pinky's up, man. Pinky's, Pinky's up. up. Pinky's we'll up in the building. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week, man. Love y'all, bro. You know, you know, and I know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we go all in, you know, and I know, and I know, and they know.